0: You're listening to a sermon podcast for a time like this from St. Benedict's Table, a congregation of the Anglican Church of Canada located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. May only truth be spoken and only truth received. Amen. Tonight, we mark the Feast of All Saints, but let me tell you what should have been happening over this weekend. There should have been a group of 14 people from our community on retreat at St. John's Abbey in Collegeville, Minnesota, as has happened at this time for the past two years. Those 14 people would have had not only the chance to savor all that Collegeville has to offer, a couple of thousand acres of wildlife preserve, an art gallery, the St. John's Bible, a world-renowned pottery studio, and the quiet splendor of the monastic liturgies, but they'd also be experiencing the liturgical observance of this feast day. At St. John's, the monastic community celebrates things across three days. On October 31st, the vigil or the eve of all saints. It's marked in the Abbey Church. There are banks of candles, clouds of incense, and to procession into the church in which a litany of saints is chanted. Saint after saint after saint is named, both the biblical saints and those from the long story of the church, whose sainthood has been recognized in the Catholic tradition. And as each name is chanted, the whole congregation responds, Pray for us. Now, calling on saints to pray for us is not really something that much figures in our tradition, but it's a common practice in other traditions, Roman Catholicism notably. Whatever you might make of it, it does remind you that the body of Christ transcends time and space. For those minutes of that litany, you are meant to inhabit the same church community St. Peter and St. Paul, St. Benedict, St. Scholastica, St. Francis of Assisi, and, 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 and. Then today, in the Abbey Church, morning prayer, midday prayer, the Eucharist, and vespers are all framed using readings, prayers, and hymns that call the participants to remember that fact, There is only one body of Christ and it is timeless. We are part of this one body. And those who lived and died long before we were born are also part of our heritage and our family. And then tomorrow, the monks will mark All Souls Day. That's a tradition that goes back about a thousand years The idea was that on All Souls Day, the church needed to remember all those who have died and who, maybe, have yet to move on from purgatory. Now, that's a concept that definitely doesn't figure in our tradition. In fact, it isn't even nearly so prominent in Catholicism as it once was. In the context of All Souls Day at St. John's Abbey, it's a time to prayerfully recall all those who have died who we loved, and most particularly the monks of the community who've died over the past year. The observance is focused on a procession from the Abbey Church down the hill to the Abbey Cemetery, where a service of remembrance and of blessing is held. It's quite something to stand in the cemetery, amidst row after row after row of identical headstones, and to do that alongside of those monks who are standing on the very ground in which they will one day be buried. Strangely, though it can be chilly out in that cemetery, Minnesota's November not being all that unlike ours, It is a very warm liturgy. Well, the people who've gone on retreat with us over those days always come away delighted, moved, filled with things to ponder, and already planning a return visit. But it isn't happening this year. And even for the monastic community at St. John's, it won't be what they are accustomed to doing because they, too, are wrestling with the upheaval of pandemic. Let me tell you something else that should have been happening. Danielle Morton, Rachel, and I should have been getting ready to begin a retreat at St. John's as part of our work with the Communities of Calling initiative. In that retreat, we would have been reconnecting with the team leaders from the 13 other church congregations from across the United States that are a part of the program. We've been joining in with at least some of the monastic prayer, attending workshops, exploring more deeply the ways in which themes of vocation and calling can be put to work in our various congregations. Instead, the three of us will log on to a Zoom conference at 11 a.m. tomorrow morning and pretty much stay there till 4.15 in the afternoon. It's not the way it was supposed to be. But let me tell you something that should have been happening tonight. As we've done for years now, in the weeks leading up to All Saints Day, I've been gathering the names of people who have died who folks from our own community would like to have remembered in our own litany of saints tonight. Many are the names of people directly connected to us, loved ones, friends, parents, grandparents, mentors, teachers, while others are the names of people from across the centuries whose lives and work have shaped us, saints, writers, martyrs, musicians, artists. In approaching things this way, we've folded all souls' day together with all saints' day, which I think is actually really fine. Strikes me that Jesus was as interested in the plain, the ordinary, and the struggling, the last, the least, the lost, and the little, as he was in anyone else. So Jesus would be delighted to have your grandmother named right alongside St. Benedict and St. Francis. Thank you very much. We will read those names aloud in our prayers tonight, as our own litany of saints. Andrew and I will share those names back and forth. But here's the thing that we'll be missing, I'll be missing particularly, when helen's name is red i won't be able to glance back over there and see martin's face when gloria's name is red i won't be able to look right there catch dawn's eye same when the name alfred is read or Charles, Steve, St. Hilaire, Adam, Chris, Todd, Scott, George, or David. As we speak aloud those names in prayer, I will in my mind's eye see Steve and Nancy, and Catherine, Robin, Kathleen, Pierre and Krista, John and Lynn, George, Kathleen, Anne, Dave, Paul, Sharon, The names remembered are matched to faces. It should be here tonight. But it isn't how it should be, is it? Here in our city, we now know that things with this pandemic have been getting worse rather than better. After such a good summer, where the numbers were so low and we were able to meet outside and go for walks and sit on park benches together, We anticipate winter, a winter with physical distancing, severely limited gatherings, deep worry about personal care homes and health care facilities. It really isn't how it should be. Yet, here's the thing. On this day, we are reminded that Christ's church really does transcend space and time, and that those who've gone before us are a big part of what has made us who we are. We are part of a long line that reaches generation by generation by generation, right back to that ragtag bunch who trailed around after Jesus through the Galilean countryside, and who held on to his stories and his teachings, so they could pass them along, which is what has been done generation after generation after generation. And over those generations, others have had to hold light and hope against darkness and fear. There have been other pandemics and epidemics, a good many of them worse than this one, The Christian body has been confronted with war, economic depression, pandemic, persecutions, and not as long ago almost lost in the mists of time stuff either, because there have been instances, horrific instances, of all of those things in the 20th century. through it all, Jesus, the head of the church and our good shepherd, saying, Be not afraid, for I am accompanying you in this, even unto death. Be not afraid, he says. Remember the upside-down blessings I pronounced on the meek, the poor in spirit, those who mourn and those who are persecuted. I will always bring light out of darkness. And though it can feel like the light has been all but extinguished and that hope has faded, my light is what will have the final word. In the meantime, my people, you can and you should remember those who've gone before you. And you can let yourselves grieve and lament your losses. Speak your fears to me, he says. Speak your sorrows just as my people over the centuries have done. Your beloved who have died are safe with me. Trust that. As the psalmist insists, weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. So yes, I do grieve the things we are unable to do together this All Saints Day. And I trust, as best I can, that next year will be very different. I believe that joy does come with the morning. I just hope and pray that this figurative night in which we dwell will not linger too unbearably long and that through it we will have steady glimpses of the light that enlightens the world. Blessings on this feast day. Amen. Come to me. This has been a sermon podcast from St. Benedict's Table. For information on our church, including further resources during these days of the COVID-19 global pandemic, or to provide support for our online work, visit us online at stbenedictstable.ca. Thanks for listening.